the property pod 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 welcome to the property pod with moneyweb the property sector is an ever changing sector and in this podcast series your host suren naidu chats to movers and shakers in the property industry hi there welcome to the first property pod of 2023 my name is Suren Naidu and on this MoneyWeb podcast show, we chat to leading executives, analysts and developers in South Africa's property industry. It's a new year, a time generally marked with optimism, New Year's resolutions and renewed drive after the December break. What's in store for the commercial property sector in South Africa in 2023? Well, that's what we're asking John Lewis senior economist and property strategist at FNB Commercial Property Finance in this latest podcast. John, welcome to the Property Pod. Thank you, Siren. John, last year was a tough year for the SA economy. While the GDP reading for Q4 is yet to be released, it seems the country has avoided a recession, while based on Q3 growth at least. That's despite ESCOM's record load shedding and the global fallout from the Russia-Ukraine war, etc. What do you think is in store for the commercial property sector performance-wise in 2023, John, broadly? Seren, I think um, probably a slower year, a weaker market year compared to the current year. We've had a mediocre recovery, let's put it that way, after the, the, the hard lockdowns and the big recession of 2020. We had... Um, big dips in property market sales activity in that year. We also had um, quite a big dip in in capital values as well. Well, net operating incomes, capital values. It was that that was a hard year. And since then, in 2021 and this year in 2022, there's been this I, I call it a partial recovery uh, in the property market out of that deep recession. But I think 2022. Two was as good as it got for the time being. We, um, our property broker surveys already showed sales activity and rental market activity in all three of the major commercial property sectors starting to slow as the year went on because of uh, interest rate hikes and renewed global and local economic pressures um, starting to show. We believe that last year's economic growth rates will probably be about 1.9% when, when we get the final numbers for the, that year. Um, and that this year we, we will see a slightly slower economic growth rate, perhaps one and a half percent. Slightly slower economic growth this year and possibly one more interest rate hike this month in January. Uh, and the full effect of interest rate hiking still to come through into the property market. So we think that sales wise, probably slower sales volume, transaction volumes of property, uh, slower uh, expansion rates of, of businesses and therefore of tenant demand for growth in mm. tenant demand for, for commercial property space. Uh, and so slower all-round activity and therefore probably back into some sort of slow capital growth, very low single-digit capital growth, which does not keep up with general inflation and therefore in real terms a real decline in property values. That's unfortunately, I think, the, the scenario will, that I believe will, will play out this year uh, with the full effect of interest rate hiking, not only locally, but across the world, still having to feed through into, um, into property m- markets. I have some specific questions on, on what you've mentioned, but we'll get to that in a minute. 
let's zone in to uh, specific sectors now. What's going to be the top performer or performers, do you think, in 2023 or this year? Will office still struggle? I know you've been quite vocal about the whole work from home and remote working trend continuing. Yes, I think that the relative performances will remain as they were last year. In, in other words, industrial being the best performer, retail property somewhere in the middle, and office property the weakest of the three big commercial property sectors. Mm. If you had a fourth one, hotel property, I think that that's still battling to fully recover and will probably be a, an underperformer along with, with um, office property. But I think the difference is that while last year we, we still for a while had a strengthening industrial property market, I think that the industrial market is, is also likely slowing at the moment and will will slow a bit, be a bit slower this year. It has had the advantage over the other sectors of a sort of a gearing up for greater online retail and all mm. the logistics and warehousing requirements that that requires. But against that, it cannot defy economic gravity forever. Uh, manufacturing is in a weak situation at the moment. Uh, and well, the economy in general and the general inventory levels in throughout the economy are weak. Uh, and that, that I think will take its toll on the industrial property market, uh, along with interest rate hiking too. So it, it has its, its pressures as well. But, but I think in that, nevertheless, while, while all three sectors I think will go slower this year, it will still be, a, a, relatively speaking, industrial being the outperformer, retail second, office and hotel property being the strugglers. It's interesting that you say hospitality will still continue to struggle. Why is that? Because there has been somewhat of a recovery in in the stocks in particular, and the economy is pretty much opened up. Is it just people being under pressure globally because of interest rates, or are there other factors? Yes, so if one looks at hotel income data from StatsSA, I try to look at that every month. And we've seen a very significant recovery, as you would expect. I mean, the hotel sector took a huge knock during lockdowns. It was virtually locked, totally locked down at one stage. So it really, really has battled. It has recovered very significantly from that very low base in 2020, as one would also expect. The incomes, um, as at late last year, were still not back to 2019 level. And it, I think it's partly because the household sector, which, which makes up the holidaying markets in the country, has taken a financial knock through the, the lockdown period, the COVID-19 period. So holiday spending is a luxury item for, for most people. So you can put it on the back burner when, you're, when financial times are tough. And with interest rates now rising and with higher inflation, financial times are tough or toughening. Um, yet again, after, after some, some COVID improvement. Then there's the, the foreign tourism market. They, they suffer the same impacts of global economic slowdowns and job creation slowdowns and inflation and interest rates rising as, as we do locally. Mm. So there's that financial pressure in general. Then one looks at business travel. Now, that's an interesting one. I think there's been a more permanent change there. I don't think that us people who work in corporates just jump on a plane to Cape Town and go and stay in a hotel overnight for a few meetings anymore as much as what we used Mm. to before COVID. We've managed to successfully put a lot of our our business interactions online onto the the Teams and the Zoom platforms. And um, so while some business travel has returned, 
I don't think it's it's back at the levels it was in 2019, and I don't think it's going to get back there easily because we've realized that we can interact online much more effectively. We don't have to travel as much anymore. And so business business travel budgets will be not, not what they used to be. Going back to the repo rate and interest rates, uh, which hit pre-COVID levels in November with that last uh, rate hike, I know you mentioned you might see another hike this year. What impact, uh, maybe a little bit more insight into the impact of it, because you talked about uh, the impact yet to be fully felt, uh, you know, throughout this year. Yes. um, Look, there's been very significant interest rate hiking since late 2021. Okay. So as as I said, we expect one more this month in January and then, uh, of 50 basis points, and then FNB at FNB, we think that that's the end of interest rate hiking, and that they'll go sideways. Rates will go sideways for most of this year, but there there is a considerable lag. Um, many economists talk about you know 18 to 24 months before the full wow. impact of interest rate hiking is felt in the economy. So so that's a that's a considerable time. You can think that things like property development, for instance. Well, and and property transactions. A lot of a lot of um, purchases and developments are, are planned well in advance of them actually happening. So so there's stuff in the pipeline that still happens, even though interest rates have been rising. But new plans to either acquire properties or or develop new properties are are based. The, those decisions are often based on current interest rate levels, which are now considerably higher. And those that impact on those volumes will only be seen in the coming months um, during the course of this year. So I think realistically, there's quite a considerable time lag before you see the volume of transactions noticeably declining uh, or the volume of property demand noticeably declining in response to uh, interest rate hiking because of the the leads and lags in, in decision making processes. It's interesting because um, you're already seeing some of that impact. Yes, uh, the likes of Tonga Hewlett were in trouble even for a while, but it's probably, you know, the business rescue situation probably was exacerbated by these interest rates uh, hikes. And even some of the other listed uh, property players seem to be a little bit more cautious. And those that weren't the best run funds, you see they are struggling. On that note, what's your forecast for 2023 in terms of the listed and rich space if you have any it ended 2022 pretty flat listed property was the worst performing asset class from what i can see but the sector seems to have fared better than the global peers which are down double digits from a total return perspective yeah i don't um, specifically watch the reits and their financial performances but i think that if one looks at their fundamentals the net operating income growth on on their properties that they um, they hold. I think, generally speaking, you'll see that that growth rate slow from from last year, because their tenant population in general will be coming under additional financial pressure um, due to interest rate hiking, higher inflation, and slower economy. Mm. Um, the tenant population is also having debt of their own. So, if we look to earlier last year already, the most recent TPN data, you saw tenant payment performance actually starting to weaken slightly earlier last year already, um, just after the interest rate hiking had started. So I think that it's a, it's a weaker year for the tenant population and therefore for 
in terms of net operating income growth for the listed property sector a, a weaker year than than was the case last year so that's my that's my take on the fundamentals but i don't have specific views on the financials of of the listed property um, funds themselves john thanks you so much for your time and insights that was john lewis senior economist and property sector strategist at fnb commercial property finance thanks for listening to the money web property pod with suren naidu brought to you by asset South Africa's leading digital commercial property magazine. To listen to more episodes, go to moneyweb.co.za or the MoneyWeb app and follow MoneyWeb news for daily updates. Follow Seren on Twitter at Seren Naidu for more of his property industry content and other business stories. The Property Pod. 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 MoneyWeb, your trusted source for business and investment insights.